honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right. Thank you for jumping on this Strange on Purpose podcast. Today, I had on Kyle Sykes. Dope dude. I used to actually work with him um, and he works full time for GMR Marketing, uh, but has a side hustle where he works with NASCAR and actually designs the the uh, the paint colors on uh, different cars and everything like that. So uh, if you like what you hear, let me know in the comments uh, what nuggets or pieces of information that you liked. Uh, make sure to check out, if you're in Milwaukee, our sponsor, Rochambeau Coffee and Tea House. Uh, probably the best coffee in Milwaukee and one of the most misfitty coffee houses in the city. So here we go. Awesome. So today I got on Kyle Sykes. What's your position at GMR? I'm a social media content producer. Awesome. Yep. And founder at Kyle Sykes Designs, I'm guessing? Or yes. what do you call yeah, yourself? Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my business on the side. I freelance. Um, I originally went to college for graphic design and did that for three or four years out of college and decided to kind of pursue some interests in different areas. And yeah. now I'm doing some more video production, but um, have that passion for design still and I do that on the side with my uh, freelance company that's dope and I ever since I met you like you've been uh, you're honestly one of the only guys I know that's really into NASCAR and that's dope because I've never been I've never met someone that was really into NASCAR and like after meeting you I was like damn this guy's passionate about it I'm gonna check it out at the very least and the sport's dope and just following you and seeing like all the designs and everything that you've done for these different companies like what you're doing this on your free time while working 40, 50, maybe I'm, I'm sure like sometimes 60 hours a week at GMR. How do you divide that time? Yeah. I mean, to first kind of jump into the NASCAR passion, I, uh, it's definitely not a common thing I think in the Wisconsin area. Cause it's just not a, it's not really a Midwestern sport really. Yeah. Uh, and it was something I kind of gravitated towards when I was younger and, um, I, became really passionate about it and started following it and and didn't really realize there was a opportunity for me to have a career in that area just because of it being based in the South. Mm-hmm. So um, just to give a little backstory, I have this incredible passion for it. And just this past fall, I decided I want to start getting my brand out there for people to to recognize and to see and... Uh, I decided to create an Instagram account with uh, some like concept paint schemes and just to see if there was an interest for that. And there happened to be an interest for it. And uh, it just honestly skyrocketed like from day one and have grown my accounts, have gotten incredible exposure, have, have won some contests, have now have some freelance contracts with some teams. I mean, it's, it's incredible to see where I went from day one to now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. But to kind of answer your question about how do I manage the time? Yeah. 
It is difficult. I, I, yeah, I work sometimes 50, 60 hours a week, um, Monday through Sunday sometimes if I'm traveling for work. And that's incredibly hard to find time to do that stuff on the side. So, I mean, just during the week, I work from, you know, 8.30 to 5, mm-hmm. 5.30-ish. I get home and I open up my laptop right away and I start doing the projects that, uh, you know, I, that I have for NASCAR and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's a grind, man. I, I'm working from eight o'clock in the morning until sometimes midnight or one o'clock at night. But that's what you kind of have to do if you want to get exposure for your personal brand. Like it doesn't just happen. Exactly. And I find it just not really funny, but kind of funny in that a lot of people look at people that work for quote unquote the man, right? And they say, okay, this person wants to go to work nine to five or eight thirty to five or something like that and just be that. Like they have no other ambitions. Mm-hmm. And I was that person it, I mean like a year ago. And it's weird because like I had other passions. I know every other person in the office I was in and we were in had other passions and wanted right. to do more. Um and had the ability to do more and um, not all of us decided let's do it. Kind of like me, you, there's some others in, in that were in that organization. But um, what really, like, what's, what was the big thing that said, okay, Kyle, I'm, I want to get this personal brand out there. Was there something that happened? Um, was there a different color scheme on a car that you said, eh, or what, what was it? That's a good question. I think... I think it's just a combination of a lot of things. I always, since I'm such a big fan of it, I watch it every week, and I think about, you know, I see these these multi-million dollar brands sponsoring cars, and uh, and they're cool brands, but the way that they're conveyed on these cars is maybe not as cool as what their brand should be. Yeah. So I uh, I started to just think about how how could that look different, and how could um, how could I create some more excitement and more eye-catching designs? And I, that's the thing I tell all the time to people that send me messages like, hey, love your designs, whatever. I always tell them the sport of NASCAR today, there's not as many eye-catching, eye-popping designs. Mm-hmm. And for someone who's maybe not familiar with NASCAR, if they flip on the TV or they go to a race, what's the first thing that they look for? They look for a car that's eye-catching and it's yeah. it's vibrant. And you don't see that as much today. They all kind of are very simple and simplistic. And what I wanted to focus on was creating something that was different and mm-hmm. creating something that is not on the track today. So that's that's kind of where I started from. I just said, hey, I feel like the sport is going into a basic kind of like simple route, which is fine in some, in sometimes in some cases. But I wanted to be different and start creating what people want to see really. So I, I think, you know, that was a factor and just the fact that, you know, I'm getting cool opportunities with my eight to five job, but that's within those four walls. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do in my own time to, to grow my personal brand? Right. You know, cause your career is your, your personal career is forever, but you know, your, your working career isn't. So I'm just trying to build a future for myself. Um, and 
I think that's the main reason. I just wanted to find personal success and do things outside of the four walls of my eight to five job. Yeah. And a lot of people that are probably listening to this today, it's, it's the same way for them and they don't know when it's time or how they can find that or where they can find that inspiration for that next jump. And for you, like you said, it was as simple as doing something that you do every week and then saying, wow, this should be done differently. Mm -hmm. Um, so looking at it almost in a different light is something that is very undervalued, but it can be taken and you developed a craft in, in yourself. Um, really, to say, okay, I'm going to be working that 8.30 to 5 or that 8 to 5, but from 5 to midnight, I'm coming home and I'm doing the things that, that need to be done so that this sport is seen in a different manner. So that's dope. Yeah. And I mean, it's not easy. It really right. isn't. I mean, you sacrifice time with family, friends, loved ones, whatever, because of this road you're trying to go down. And it's, it is tough. And I think... You know, for anyone listening today, it, it's it's not so much I'm trying to push the NASCAR thing onto you. It's more of like a general thing. If you're passionate for something, yeah. and it sounds so cliche, but like sometimes opportunities aren't realistically there, but create them. You yep. know, like you, there is no one holding you back from creating an Instagram account or just doing concepts and you just never know whose eyes are going to see that. And yeah. that's what my kind of thought was like. Hey, you know what? If it works out, if it does, and if it doesn't, whatever. But like, I took the chance, and I'm riding a, a wave right now that is in my favor. But it's not always going to be like that. So I'm kind of embracing everything that I I can at this moment. But I think just for anyone listening, it's it's just one of those things that if you're passionate for something, mm -hmm. you know, just just do do what you want to do to you know find your own success it, it it doesn't always mean that you're going to work for uh, a big brand or, or whatever but you know do what makes you happy and do something that you're passionate for yeah and i love that like q bought me this uh thing uh around christmas time it's actually hanging right there um it literally says failure 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 and then it says one, it takes one yes for success yep. and it's something that's resonated with me so uh, full transparency, me and Kyle used to work in an organization together, and I 100% didn't value the creative the way I do today. And it's something that I want to transition to now to chat with you about. And like, there was times, honestly, that I feel like I should apologize to you because there was <laughs> there was times like back in the day, a couple years ago, um, uh, I was just throwing creative in to close a deal right and i didn't like when i say i was throwing creative in i wasn't throwing an extra price tag or anything like Shit. that on there i was giving you tight deadlines and now i'm feeling that every day with my own agency and uh everything that we've been doing and uh i'm sure you get the time constraints with gmr and everything like that but why do you think it is I, it's it's i know it lives everywhere but why do you think it is that like creative comes off as so easy to people and so like this can be done right now? I mean, that's, I think the million dollar question. I don't know if there's really an answer to that because to anyone who's not like submerged in it, mm -hmm. they just think that it's like, you know, a flip of a switch, it's done. Yeah. But like there's a creative process, as you probably know, that goes into anything that you have to create from scratch. Like it just doesn't 
happen. Like there's a creative process with the brainstorming and then just like constructing whatever you're creating. But like, I think people that don't kind of have that background or the knowledge for it think that there's already some like pre-made thing that is already out there that they're requesting. And right. it's like just a template, like, yeah, yeah just, I mean, and there are, there yeah. really are templates to kind of get you going on, on certain things. But like, if you want a fully like exclusive or customizable creative item, it takes time. It and does. I think that, I think that's just a misunderstanding that people of people that aren't creative. They just think that, Oh, I mean, whatever I'm asking for, it's already made, it's already out there. So I want it now. Exactly. And I think that's, I mean, and I never, I never looked at you as like, oh, what, what the heck is he's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> being unrealistic. But like the fact that you now have realized that shows that, you know, someone who maybe didn't have that creative background is like, oh, I mean, it, it isn't as easy as it seems. Exactly. And I think a lot of people see that that are in different careers. They're like, oh, design is so easy or, and, and you know, it just, it's not. I mean, creativity is not easy. Right. You have to dive into a completely different part of your brain to access things, and it doesn't always come instantly. Exactly. There's days for me where I'm like, I just feel so on, like, I don't feel creative at all. And I sometimes just have to take a step back a day or two and then come back to it with a fresh kind of start. And sometimes that's the best thing, but kind of sidetracking. But I think... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely something to say about the respect that uh, creatives maybe don't get. They don't and, get. And they, they don't, don't get, and they deserve at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So, like with us, we've had um, not going to name any names, obviously, but we've had clients that come in here and say, or pros- prospects really that come in here and say, okay, yeah, we need this video. Um, we'll go through the entire process with them, and they're about to sign, and they're like, okay, well, we need it on Wednesday. It's Monday. We're like, that's, that's not doable. We have other clients you're not our only client. And, um, it's just, it's interesting the way like things are just, it comes off. And like you said, it's that education piece, right? So like any client that comes through here, we let them know our process. It doesn't happen in a day. It doesn't, it probably doesn't happen in a week. Mm -hmm. Um, but if they want the best video possible, they're going to have to go through that process with us. So we'll like what we do differently is actually add our clients into like storyboard processes and everything like that to have them have input one, but then two, know that it, this doesn't happen every, like all day, every day, or yeah. this doesn't happen in one day and happens over the course of time. Exactly. So, yeah. um, but you were, you were going into, and you said you were going off track, but let's get into it. Like when you're in a rut, right? So, Um, there's days in here, like we just moved into this beautiful new office, tons of light, like downstairs sucked. There was no light or anything like that. Um, so when we moved up here, we realized that, um, our, each other's like, um, energy and aura that came off. Like if somebody was in a bad mood, everybody else was going to be like, Oh, we're all kind of in bad mood. So like, what do you do? to get yourself out of that rut so it doesn't impact the people that you're working with or even at home with your girlfriend? Mm-hmm. I think that's another excellent question. I think no matter what you do, whether it's creative or not, like there's going to come points where you're just stuck on what the final outcome of something is. And you just, it's hard, but sometimes you just have to step away and 
you know, either close the, close the computer or just stop what you're doing and come back with a fresh mind a day or two later. And I, I think that's just, it's a hard thing to do because you want to maybe crank out something right away. But like we talked about creative, being creative is, it can be a process. It can, right. it, it doesn't all just come at once. So for me, like when I'm stuck in ruts, like it's either, you know, shut it down and start over the next day or come in with a, a fresh, fresh mind, or it's just looking at inspiration. And by inspiration, I mean, you know, I look at other people's work mm-hmm. and I think that's inspiration in itself. And I think everyone kind of, no matter what field you're in, you always have that person you look up to as an inspiration or a role model. And I think the biggest thing to realize is you want to be yourself. You, mm-hmm. you want to look at inspiration from someone else, but you also want to make sure that you're being unique and you're different. So looking at inspiration from other people, and then for me, just kind of having that creative mind, like, you know, I'm sitting here like looking out the window and you just see so many architectural things that you could, for me, like I could incorporate into a design. So it's yeah. stuff like that where I just notice things, you know, on my drive home mm-hmm. or just in everyday life that I say, that's what I was missing. And it sounds kind of cheesy, but I think just looking at the world around you sometimes can help yeah. open up those doors in your mind to lead down the path that you wanted to go. So again, really, really kind of cheesy, but that's kind of the way maybe a creative mind like myself works where I, I just need to take my blinders off, I guess, in a sense and look at some of the things around me and get inspiration from that too. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I know a lot of the guys, um, creative guys out there, it's like sometimes they literally, they'll go for a walk or they'll do something around downtown because, um, they can. And, at the end of the day, if the project's getting done, like we, we just instituted mental health days um, for everybody on staff because sometimes shit just gets massively stressful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times, I mean, at, at our previous positions, there was times that if I just had a mental health day, I probably wouldn't have blown up the way I had or anything like that, right? So um, instituting stuff, like little things like that, a walk or a mental health day or even hey, let's come in here, let's do a one-on-one and let's just chat for a little bit or let's throw on the headphones or something like that just to get the creativity back up mm-hmm. um, and get get the rut off of you. Um, but I, more than anything, I, I also do want to transition and get into, like when you were hired at your, your previous position, you uh, mentioned your big thing was design, right? You went to school for design, um, minor in marketing, correct? Right. Yeah, so your minor was in marketing, um, but your passion and what you were hardcore passionate about was design. I know you had multiple different, um, you did a lot of stuff that wasn't that, right? And how did that, how did that groom you to be in the, in the best position you are at GMR right now? And then how did that groom you to like, what did you learn to put you in the best position you are for Kyle Sykes designs? I think, um, you know, for me, when I, when I was with my previous job that we worked at mm-hmm. together, doing design all day, every day, I think, uh, you know, I loved it and I, I, I love design, but I think it started to wear on me and yeah. I started to, um, maybe not enjoy it as much as I, I do now. And I think 
to kind of say it simply, I, I wanted to explore a different area, um, which right now I'm in social media, which, you know, still has that creative aspect to it. But I find myself going home every night and really looking forward to doing design because I don't do it yeah. all day. So I think like for me, I, I wanted to have a, a career change where, you know, I could explore something new right? and, but also kind of take what I've already learned and what I'm good at and still applying it to some, some new things. And that was a really difficult choice. Yeah. And I think it's natural to think like, you know, am I making the right choice? But I've seen, um, I've seen some really good growth, I guess, for me as a, uh, an individual in my career, just being more well-rounded in certain areas yeah, uh, rather than just stuck in the design area, which a lot of people, I mean, I, I shouldn't say stuck. Um, a lot of people focus on design their entire career mm -hmm. and that's great. For me, I found it beneficial for me to explore different areas and kind of take multiple things that I've learned and, and put it into one job right. and then also have a greater passion for what I love to do outside of work because I don't do it all day. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, um, I forgot the question. No, yeah, you're fine. I, I think <laughs> more than anything, like there was, there was times, um, I mean, there was times that we were both working on projects that we necessarily didn't count in our, our job descriptions, mm -hmm. or it was something that, okay, this isn't really what we want to be doing right now, but at the end of the day, it makes us better people, right? Like, right. Um, there, I, I'm not going to name the projects or anything like that, but I can literally take some projects or remember projects from this previous position and um, really take what I learned from that project and bring it to work what I'm working on right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, if I didn't learn the lessons that I did back then, that I probably would have made the same mistake, um, as I did back then. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's made me a better person, honestly, looking back and I, like, if you're in a bad position right now, like you you really don't want to be working where you are or like you really just really hate your, you like where you're working, but you hate your job. Um, like there's, there's always a lesson to be learned. Like the, there's something about failing or just not not liking where you are that can directly relate to just success, right? Yep. Um, and learning lessons for to align you to success. Um, so yeah, I, I think in in anybody who's in that position can learn a lot if they have. You gotta have that open mind though, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't have that open mind for months, right. and. Um, <laughs> Because of those months, like I, I probably made some terrible mistakes on myself that I can't take back. But moving forward, I can just learn from those mistakes so I don't make them again. Well, and the thing is, like I think both of us being really fresh and, and young mm -hmm. in our career is you have to look at it as an I, I. It's hard to accept this when it happens, but you know the tough times really do make you a better professional and person, I guess because. How do you know unless you make these mistakes? Like right. you, you learn from the mistakes that you that you did in the past, and you ultimately end up not doing them again because you're like, oh, I messed up that one time. Yeah. But chances are you would have messed up anyway. So like, I I really do think that 
you know, the, the tough times and the, and the stressful, frustrating times, they're going to happen, yep. but that is just ultimately going to make you better in the future and not to like be on a soapbox or anything and just like <laughs> be all full scale, like, <laughs> like inspirational here. But I mean, it's so true. I mean, yeah. how many times can you look back in your professional career and you're like, Oh, I can't believe I did that. Or I said that, or I, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. And you look back and you're like, well, because I did that, it has now made me more conscious that I shouldn't do that. It's just, it's, it's just one of those things where you just have to learn from your mistakes. And, yeah. and it's, it's true in the, in the business world that you have to make those mistakes in order to grow. And it just makes you a better person and professional. Definitely. And that's some of the best advice that I like. Anybody that is coming up, whether you're just graduating college right now, you're going through a career development program and you're just looking for some good advice, I think fail fast and fail often is a pretty good um, piece of advice to give someone. What do you think, what would you give in regards to advice to, let's say it's somebody out of high school, 16-year-old or 18-year-old Kyle coming out of high school, <laughs> what advice are you giving him? I would have just, I would have told him to try more things. I, I, I was so stuck in not wanting to do things that I wasn't comfortable with. And I think when you're just stuck in a small comfort zone, you're limited to what you can do. So I think for me, I was, I was so shy. I was not comfortable doing things outside of the box. And I think what I would tell him, and I guess even just other kids that are maybe unsure of what they want to do in their career, just do as much as you can uh, to get exposure for yourself, mm -hmm. to get connections, to just build that experience. And then ultimately it will, you know, lead to more doors open for you, opening for you in the future. But I think that's just the biggest thing is that kids today, and I actually spoke to a high school class last week, so I kind of have that fresh in my mind where I think kids today, they they expect things to come to them mm -hmm. and they expect things. And I'm not saying I'm an old guy by any means, yeah. but I think, you know, you see these generations and even maybe people our age, you kind of expect things to come to you. And it's just not the case because there's tons of people fighting for success in the same type of, um, you know, position that you're maybe seeking or, yeah. or the fame that you're seeking in your personal career too. And I think that, you just have to do something to differentiate yourself. You can't just like blend in with the crowd. So you just have to, you know, do things that are outside the box, that are outside your comfort zones to get more exposure for yourself. Exactly. And it's whole, it's, it's funny because you say that because like when I left um, my previous position, I fully was that kid. I was that kid that said, okay, I have enough experience. I've learned a lot. Like, something's going to come. I ended up being, I consider it unemployed for three months, but I was fixing bikes at Bubbler. I was uh, freelancing and doing some random like foodie stuff. And I was um, driving Uber Eats to just pay my rent and pay. I, I think I actually, yeah, I deferred my student loans for those three months and it sucked. Like I, was up here like I felt like I was on top of the world and I left it. I was like all right I got this everything's gonna come the job I left for rescinded their offer um, and I was like all right what what am I supposed to do 
Um, I'm definitely not going to go back and say, can I have my job back? So, um, what, yeah. So what am I going to do? And in those three months, like I, I'm definitely not the guy, like I'll get my hands dirty, but not literally. I'll get my, like, I'll do whatever I have to do to get like, to make a dollar. Right. If I'm broke, I'll do whatever I have to do. But if I can avoid getting my hands dirty, AKA putting grease and fixing people's bikes, um, I don't, I didn't want to do that at that point. And, um, like, that's why when, uh, Q Brema and Eric sat down and they, we sat down during my lunch break. It was an hour lunch break. And I was like, yeah, let's do it because it's way better than what I'm doing right now. And if I didn't say, essentially, if I didn't say, fuck it, let's do it. Like I still probably would have been waiting. And I, if I didn't make something happen for myself you just jumped off the cliff right there you didn't know what was happening exactly right? but you had nothing to lose right? exactly so um yeah it's 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 definitely something that kids need to sh- shy away from right like you said um just hoping and just anticipating hey eh, mommy daddy's gonna do it for me or somebody will do it for me it's it's not gonna happen that way and um that's why i think to transition again that's why i think college and schooling right now kind of puts you in a weird place because everyone's telling all these kids to get a degree, right? Me and you both have degrees. And um, it's it's weird because the 11 people that I have out there don't have degrees. I'm the only one in the organization with a degree. Uh, and I'm also the only one in the organization with six figures in student loan debt. And it's it's I'm sitting there like, um, okay, what's, what's kind of the issue here? And I talk to people like leaders in the education space uh, in Milwaukee, and they all say the same thing. They're like, oh, yeah, you need this degree. You need this degree. But I'm quite literally seeing otherwise. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I think that um, I, I guess to kind of bring up a similar example to what you just said, there are some high people up at GMR, and I, I actually feel like the president of GMR does not have a college degree Mm -hmm. but it's it's all about the opportunities that he gave himself to put himself in that position and he probably put himself in some really uncomfortable positions to to get that job but i i know for a fact there are multiple people in executive positions in just the company that i work at but i mean i mean you see you guys run a successful company that has one person with a yeah. college degree. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's a right or wrong there, but no. I think, you know, there's there's a lot of people I think that that believe that if you don't have a college degree, you know, you're screwed. You're working at McDonald's, you're mm-hmm. you're doing whatever. But it's all about the work that you want to put in. If you want to be a McDonald's worker without a college degree, that's if that's great. Yeah. Do do what you want to do. But if you don't want to go to college and you still want to have a successful career and in a business setting or, or whatever it is, it's possible. Exactly. You just have to expose yourself to those situations to to land you a, a spot at one of those companies or whatever it is. But it's it is a it is a tough thing I think for 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 kids these days that are contemplating do I want to go to college and I think a lot of people maybe just go to college because they think it's the right thing to do it's better than the army because in high school you're like okay go to the army or like that's what they pitch you it's Mm -hmm. weird 
it's yeah. it's very weird because I have friends that are like, okay, uh, I only went to college. I'm still in college. It's my sixth year, but I only went to here because my mom said it was this or the army, and I didn't yeah. want to go to the army. And it's it's kind of weird scaring kids at that age uh, into a decision that's literally going to change your life. I mean, it is really tough. And I, I spoke to a high school and college class uh, over the past two weeks, and I saw a, a big difference in in both on how they kind of reacted to some of the things I was saying. And I think college, like they were, they were scared because or there was a level of anxiety or, or, or fear of like, you don't really know what to expect coming out of college. Like you put in all this hard work, you paid a lot of money and maybe you don't have a job lined up. Yep. And I think that's to your point, like, you know, you, you get this degree, but you, what does it get you still? Right. Like you, you, you might not have a, a job. And, you know, I think we all probably know those people that went to school with us and they never ended up getting a job in, in either the area that they graduated in or just even uh, a, a job that really kind of required a college degree. Yep. And it just kind of makes you think, do a lot of people end up going to college just because they think it's the right thing to do and they think that it's just what society thinks you should do or, right. or, you know, I think, you know, just to put it in broader perspective, I think that whatever you end up doing with a college degree or not, as long as you like it. And I think that's the thing that I've realized over the four or five years I've been out of college. If you enjoy what you're doing, mm-hmm. whether that's with a college degree or without, who cares? Mm-hmm. Just be happy with what you're doing. Exactly. Because the happiness can carry to all other areas of your life. But at the same time, if you're not happy in your job, that also carries to everything else in your life. Your personal, you know, relationships that you have with people, you're just maybe a an unpleasant person to be around if right. you're just not enjoying your job. Because your job is really, I mean, you spend more time with these people than you do with your family. Right. If you're here eight hours a day, five days, five, six days a week, you're spending more time with them than people that you love, your, your friends, your family. So it's just, it, really to kind of bring this all around it's just you have to enjoy what you're doing because you know that's that's a huge thing it's not yeah. all about the money it's about the happiness sometimes yeah. too you got to keep smiling at yeah. the other day and i tell people that i try to tell people that every day because um in my previous stops like i stopped smiling and i i know i had that negative ball of energy and now that I am genuinely happy, I want to make sure that people are genuinely happy when they come in here. And it's contagious both ways. Exactly. Too, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I appreciate you jumping on today. That I do have to ask one more question, though. Yeah. So you're in the Misfits office. Um, I have to ask you, actually, too. So um, what makes you a misfit to start? A misfit. Yeah. What is your definition of misfit? So for me, I'm a misfit because I, I kind of go against the norm in a couple different things. Um, so my passions lie in like thrifting, in shoes, in all these things where people kind of have passions in reading books or like my girlfriend's passion would be sitting on the couch watching The Office and that's cool. Like <laughs> that's what makes her a misfit. So like everybody has their things that maybe not a lot of people are into. What's yours? I mean, I think we touched on it at the beginning. I mean, yeah. you don't talk to a lot of people from Wisconsin that are just in love with NASCAR like me. And I think 
that comes with the stigma of being a redneck. <laughs> and I cannot stand that, by the way. But if you're not watching, Kyle's definitely not a redneck. I'll tell you that much. I mean, my, my neck has been red before <laughs> being at a NASCAR race, but that's just because of my ignorance of not wanting to put on sunscreen. But I think that right there, I mean, I this sounds crazy and uh, far out there, but I li- like li- literally live and breathe NASCAR. Like, I go home, I design NASCAR. When I'm not designing NASCAR, I'm probably watching something on the history of it. Like I want to be fully yeah. like into everything that happens with it, but that's just because I'm so passionate for it. And I like, I want every single person to have something like that. Like be passionate for shoes, be passionate for sports, be passionate for fitness or whatever it is. But like, that is what I'm passionate for. And I think that's kind of what I preach to other people. Like find something that you love and like it just makes life more enjoyable really it does. like if if you have something to follow along with or you're just like so submerged into this specific category of thing like it just it's fun to follow along with so i think that for one makes me a misfit and then i think you know that's a really good question i i just really try to be a different person. I yeah. just try to not, you know, be what everyone else is. And I think to kind of go back on a conversation we had before, I, when I was in high school or college, like I cared so much about what people thought about me. Mm-hmm. And I actually never shared that I love NASCAR because I was so worried about like, oh, they're going to think I'm a hick or I'm a redneck or whatever other sort of yeah. stereotype there is. But I was so worried about what people thought about me like in that way. But there just came a point where I'm like, I don't really care what people think about me. Like I'm doing my best to create success for myself. And I think there, there comes some selfishness with that. You're like, I don't really care what you think. I'm going to do what's best for me. Right. And I think that's another part that maybe makes me a misfit is that I am so focused on my personal success, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my career and outside of that, um, with my freelance stuff that, you know, say what you want, but I want to, you know, do what I can to be my most successful. I love that dude. I love that. And, um, it's, that's something that's powerful. Like I've doing the things that we've done, uh, we get a ton of hate because we put ourselves out there a ton. Um, and it's something that like, being able to say, all right, you can say whatever you want to me, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to be doing what I'm doing. It's a jealousy thing, too. Yeah. When people say that, you're like, okay, fine, you're jealous. Exactly. Or you just wish that you were in my position. And exactly. Sometimes you just got to laugh that off. And sometimes, you know, I, I'm sure we both don't get a ton of hate, but I'm yeah. sure there's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I guess that kind of just fuels you a little more. You're like, well, oh, yeah. All right, well. I'll because just- when, they, when you do win a competition or when you do land that big client or anything like you do move up it non-verbally you can it it speaks for itself right the Mm -hmm. work speaks for itself and you can kind of prove them wrong by doing that instead Mm -hmm. of reinvigorating the the fire or feeding the fire there you go Mm -hmm. uh feeding the fire and arguing it makes no sense so yeah i mean Um, i think at the end of the day too like you know, you, you always want to look good in the eyes of other people, mm-hmm. but I think what will make you sleep better at night is 
you feeling good about yourself. Exactly. You know, so I think that's the biggest thing is just feeling successful within yourself and feeling accomplished in that sense too. So not always, not always worrying about what other people think. And, you know, I think if you can, if you can master that sooner than later, it will, it will lend to so much more positivity and success when, you know, when, when you're in a career, when you're trying to figure out what you're passionate for. Yeah. That's dope, dude. Well, again, I appreciate you jumping on. Where can people find you? Uh, yeah. Give me a follow on, uh, my Kyle Sykes designs account on Instagram and Twitter. I'm pretty active on there. I, um, I, I post a lot of concept paint scheme designs, which a lot of fans love. And then I'm working with some NASCAR teams now, which I actually, Dope. um, am getting to see my work on track, which is yeah. awesome. So I get to post, you know, concept paint schemes and things that are actually in real life. So, um, if you're a fan, if you're just looking to follow or you're, you're, uh, you're wanting some feedback or, you just want to connect, uh, check me out on Facebook or I'm sorry, Twitter and Instagram, uh, Kyle Sykes designs. And then, um, I'm on LinkedIn too. So awesome. Um, always open to any, anyone creative that wants to reach out and, you know, get any sort of, uh, feedback or, or I guess even advice, any advice that I can give, um, to point you in the right direction. I'm more than happy to. So dope. Well, again, appreciate you jumping on. If you guys want to follow him, if you're watching on YouTube, anything, all his links will be done below. Sweet. Um, and again, dude, thanks for chump- coming back on, or coming on. Wow. Well, maybe I can come back on. Yeah, if, you if come this, back if this on goes too. well, yeah. I'll, I'd love to come back. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. This was yeah. great. Yeah, this was Kyle's uh, first podcast, and he killed it. So 